This is part three of our series here. I wanted to let you guys know that we uh, talked for about an hour on this topic, so I decided to divide that hour into part two and part three. So enjoy, and I apologize for any abruptness in its starting and ending. Thank you. That I think is really important. So let's just say if we're talking about women that's kind of like grew up a certain way, uh-huh. right? Because that's kind of like what I think I'm hearing. So it's like, well, um, I'm just not the kind of person that, let's say, like responds or initiates that way. But that doesn't mean that I'm not agreeable, mm-hmm. right? Well, that might be a part of a social construct. But on the inside, it's like, you know, um, I'm kind of like waiting on you because that's kind of like the role that I'm in. Again, if the communication is where it needs to be, um, it's really going to help your partner, especially right now, I'm talking female, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So for a guy, I'm saying, does your partner know what you want from her? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does she know how you really need her? Not kind of like you just want to have sex or something. That's just not good enough. Everything on the planet is having a sexual experience in some form, right? right? But you're talking about something that's meaningful and sustainable, right? So how are you communicating with her? Because that also has a lot to do with the culture that's going to produce the experience you want. You make her feel good. You talk to her in such a way. You make it easier for her to communicate with you, to reach out or to step outside of her comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Safety, because that's a huge piece, right? It's a big it's, piece. It, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to have that established when you first start talking. You have to, Coach, because if there's anything that makes you the most vulnerable, I would say that would be it. Yeah. And you have to have safety. And I find that you have to be extremely unselfish. Yes. Where you're definitely, you have goals, right? Mm-hmm. But your priority is connection. Your priority is, you know, what your partner needs and then you will always be fulfilled as well. And so it's like, you know, power with one another, that influence. That's right. Okay. So let's say, though, that, you know, you've got this couple and their, you know, communication hasn't been that great, but they're maybe willing to work on it. Um, but then they come to an impasse. I mean, there's, you know, one thing that like this, I really want this. And I was like, I'm just not willing, nor am I ever going to do that. What do you do then, Coach? Well, first of all, I collect a check. Because <laughs> when you hear something like that, it's like, uh-oh, it sounds like they're about to leave. Can you pay me first, please? Yep, okay. yep. Because yep. you don't, uh, I think you said you don't, what was it? Umpire breakups or something. That's exactly right. I do not referee breakups. So when they come in, I ask certain questions right off the bat to get a sense of the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, generally speaking, I don't say you need to pay me first, but... There are some situations where I will. (laughs) It's just because you just know. know. It's like uh, there's something going on there. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, so in this case here, their communication is not great. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if their communication is not great, eventually that sexual relationship is not going to be great either. Um, Because there are sometimes there's this idea that, well, we fuss and fight and then we have this makeup sex and it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, after a while it stops being great. Right. And the argument starts to take over. It dominates 
your whole relationship experience. Yes. When that's happening and in the situation that you're talking about, I want to see what the couple is willing to do. Once someone says, I am not comfortable, not comfortable is not unwilling. Okay. Once they move to the point where I'm not willing to go there, then they're going to have to decide where they are in their relationship. Mm -hmm. But that's not a sexual thing. We might be talking about sex, mm -hmm. but that's not really a sexual dynamic that they're dealing with. What they're really dealing with, with their is their attitude and their value system and where they want to go. Yeah. And once you realize this is as far as I want to go, then your relationship is over with. It doesn't have anything to do with the sex because you could arrive at that conclusion in any type of situation. Okay. And that communication, again, is going to be telling a story long before they get there. Mm -hmm. right? And that's the, the thing. Once somebody gets to a point where you and I are talking to them, they've been dealing with it for months, maybe years or decades. Right. And I, <clears throat> I use an analogy that sometimes they find a little bit strange, but I say you're standing in a plexiglass box uh -huh. and you're on your tiptoes. And that plexiglass box is filled with water, and you basically just have your nose just above the water line, right? Yeah. So you can breathe. So you're, if you can kind of get that image right, you're, so you're almost hyperventilating. You've been in a situation so long, you just can't take it anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. So when couples are in that, I like to back them up and it's like, let's establish some groundwork mm -hmm. where you really are what you're willing to do so this is where a teachability index or something like that is going to come yes. into play because we want to know right off the bat what you're ready to do then you start giving them some tools and then when they don't use those tools we know that their teachability index is not where they and thought the, it was and there goes a cut on the yep. ribbon right yep. and now their balloon is floating away so to speak yes so i want to make sure that you have harmony in your communication mm -hmm. That's step one. Then we get to the point where let's see how we communicate our needs. Mm -hmm. What's blocking that, if at all. And then what they decide to do next is a real simple matter of process, right? Okay. Learning one another. Yeah. But if they are already at odds and, you know, I'm not willing to do. He's asking me to do something and I just don't think that's right. Well, she wants me to do this, but, and they're in that kind of thing. It's like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Now they need to stop and they have to reassess what their value is, right? Because if one person feels put out, they're in trouble. Yeah. You, they are really in trouble. The minute somebody feels like they're put out from the other person's needs, then they have to see what they want to do next. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, uh, it's not always easy work. But it's gratifying when the couple can recognize that, you know what, we both realize we want to be fulfilled in some level. The question is, what does that look like for us and how do we get there? Well, if we're both willing to say we're not going to try, but we're willing to do everything that we can, mm -hmm. they're going to arrive at a great place because they're going to come across those elements within themselves. It's like, ah, I think this is what he's talking about. Ah, this is what she's talking about. I need to change that, mm -hmm. right? You know? So I get up. I don't kiss my uh, partner goodbye or wife goodbye. I just go right out of the house to work. It's like, see you later, right? And I'm speaking as I'm walking out the door, mm -hmm. right? So 
whoever's standing outside can actually hear me better than she can in the house, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so you go, you have work, you're just going the extra mile for all your customers, then you come back to the house and, you know, you're tired, you want to sit down, maybe you want something to eat, still no kiss, no how you doing, right? Mm -hmm. And then you've been sitting there for a little while and, oh, guess what, it's getting to be about 8 o'clock. Now you start shuffling in your chair because you're trying to figure out how you're going to bring up the sex conversation. Right. And she's sitting over there nodding her head like you think. It's like, you haven't said a damn thing to me since 6 this morning. Forget about it. Yes. yes. So what do I tell the guy? Hey, don't you leave your house without acknowledging that person you love. Yep. Give them a hug or a kiss. Let them know you're thinking about them. Then you leave out yep. the door. Don't turn your head and talk to them while you're walking away. Yes. Right? When, you know, I have made one guy write down some things that he likes about his wife and put them in his pocket. And I said, you need to look at that three or four times a day. I said, you understand what I'm saying? I was kind of hard on him. <laughs> but I looked at him. I said, you think I'm joking, but you're going to miss her a lot more than you think you are. I said, so don't play that game because you're looking at somebody that's telling you you are not built for it. Yes. So this is what you want for your wife. Write it down. Make sure that you you see her, you love her and everything like that. And watch what happens when you get home. You don't even put your hand on the door and you can smell something coming out of the house. Right. You yes. walk in there and this it's like, oh, she's cooking dinner. And then you smell something else. Oh, she, some perfume. It's like, oh, look what you done. Right. Yeah. But guess what? You do the opposite of that. Like in the first scenario I gave you, you just get up. Leave the house. I'll see you later on today. And then you, you now you come back home and you don't smell anything when you open the door. You have to ask, what are we having for dinner? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And then she might be like, I don't feel like cooking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this is what I'm saying. It's like oh, we funny. think all of these things are separate, mm -hmm. but they are connected. They are not separate. And, yep. and that's why I'm telling guys, it's like you need to stop listening to this nonsense, right? You want a great wife for you. First of all, you need to speak up. Second, you need to make sure that just because something looks good doesn't mean that it's really good. You need to learn how to shop like women shop. Coach, what are you talking about? Right? They think I'm joking because I use a lot of... Uh, go to the tin watt bulb section if that's what you are, right? Yeah. Like, don't go over to the high-powered LEDs. Yep. I, I use a lot of... Um, with men, I use a lot of shopping analogies because I said... You see that woman and you're like, ooh, I got to get that phone number. I'm like, yep. But she'll look at you and think, he's handsome. Next. <laughs> Let me listen to him. He's right. handsome, but he sounds stupid. <laughs> right? So guess what? The answer to that question for her is no. Yes. It doesn't matter what else he's got going on. That's not the guy. She says something stupid and he's still trying to figure out how he's going to work around that. Right. Because his mind is on one thing. Yes. And so by the time he gets to me, I'm like, this is why you're about to lose your money. <laughs> 
right? You didn't learn how to shop. You didn't learn how to examine and ask questions. Mm -hmm. You didn't see how the communication was going to work. You don't even know whether or not if you can talk to her about the things that you feel most deeply about. You just looked across the room, saw makeup and a figure, and everything else just went right out of your mind, right? And this is why one of the main reasons why your relationship is not working. So I really stress for guys to be much more involved in the relationship process, not just do you look good, do you smell good, do you drive a great car, or do you have some money in your bank, Mm -hmm. but do you really know how to relate and encourage somebody to relate to you and in turn find out exactly what's working for that person, not what hurts them, not the the drama or the trauma they've been through their life, but what does he or she want from you? Yeah. Right. And how do we make that work together? You don't know that if you don't spend enough time understanding how people think about things. I I like how you said shopping because you could literally think about the qualities that you want that are outside of physical appearance, et cetera. You know, so like uh, me and my mother both were like, our husbands are funny. Mm-hmm. There is no way I would have married and she would have married anyone that's not funny. Exactly. Because that's just a core value. Mm-hmm. You know, um, strength was important for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I actually had intangibles. I don't know where I got them. I just had them probably by example and seeing mm-hmm. a few things. But, um, you know, I the guy I dated before Mike, he was like a loser and a coward. And I'm like, done with you. And then, <laughs> then I start dating Mike and people are scared of him. And they were scared of him because they had hurt me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to marry that man. Right? Mm-hmm. Because I wanted strength. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to be like, I'm not going to mess with his wife or his girl because there'll be repercussions. So that physical safety mm-hmm. was very important to mm-hmm. me. So when I think back to it, it was intangibles. Right. So you could literally think, what are some intangible things that I would like? And go that direction, begin to look for them in communication, look for them in how they process, all of those things. That would probably be more beneficial. Now, you can't have someone other than a mud flap on a Greyhound bus either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you need to get within your scale of attractiveness, right? Okay. You so know, that's perfect because the like one thing. Olive I- and Popeye does not work. Right, exactly. That was Just funny. Saying. That was funny. You know, <laughs> Sherry, my goodness gracious. Um, Go get a blow up doll if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to really appreciate what I you're seeing can, every day. I wonder if they, can, they can't see my goatee growing, but it's, it just grew an inch. Two inches now. But isn't that important? But it is true. It ain't everything, but you definitely have to be appealing to you. You do. And I think one of the things that you said that I wanted to chime in on, Mm -hmm. I think it's a great idea for any person, man or woman, Mm -hmm. what would you like in your partner? That's great. All those intangible things. But alongside that list, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to also write down, what are you willing to do? Mm. Because that person that you're thinking about, that's going to come into your life, Mm -hmm. they're going to have needs too, right? That's good. And we have to, you know, because we don't get to put out one hand and keep the other hand behind the back with the fingers crossed. Right. Right. So, again, 
don't get this person that is a 3,500 watt type personality Mm -hmm. just because they sound good, they look good, they sound funny and all of that kind of stuff because that kind of person really is charming. When you start talking about somebody that has that kind of energy, what we're really saying is that they have incredible magnetism, right? right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you get together with someone like that, you need to make sure that you're also on par with that type of energy because it can show up as being really nice and polite, open the door, let you get in, hold, pull the chair back when you sit down. All of that kind of stuff is just fantastic. The conversation is neat and it's respectful. All that's great. And then you're ready to move to the next step and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Hang on for a second. The person didn't change at all. Mm-hmm. He was just the same or she's just the same person. Now, all of a sudden, you don't know what to do with the energy that you call to yourself. Mm-hmm. And let me make this really clear to the listener. Mm-hmm. This is not a man thing. I can't tell you how many men I've spoken to that are just scared to death to go back home because all of a sudden that was like, I don't know what to do. Now I'm afraid that she might want to date somebody else. I'm like, well, what's going on with you, man? Well, she's, you know, she what? Speak it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm not. Kinda, well, she kind of wants it all the time. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, where's the crime in that? Right. Oh, what happened here? Oh, you don't fit the paradigm. Yes. You mean you're not that guy that you thought you didn't have you were, that conversation. You right. didn't have that conversation. Yeah. You just sounded good, and then when she was like, um, "What's up, buddy?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that happens. More often, than people realize. Realize, mm-hmm. social media can have you focused over here. Yeah. But what's really going on? I see that. I want to say, probably forty percent. Yeah. Absolutely. That this, makes sense. This this idea that she's over here, not no, it's not at all. It's the guy that's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and you hear her saying, "Well, I wish he would be in better shape. I got one right now. It's like big." person mm-hmm. um i'll stop right there yeah well and that i mean that is so important i mean i know we need to land the plane but it's been such a good conversation but when you look at the even like you know i mean the physical appearance where uh, one guy said you know um i just find her even more attractive you know she's been training she's been you know taking care of herself and so people can be like oh <gasps> You know, because you get into this whole self-esteem thing and self-worth and it shouldn't be in your, you know, weight and all that. And I get all that. You know, we've dealt with people where that's a really big deal. But the other side of it is if you're like a fancy, shiny car in a commercial and then they wake up the next day and you're this worn out Pinto from the 70s, it ain't going to work. Look. False advertisement. So, again. <laughs> That's a value that yes. you may have as a person where they need to take care of themselves. I am, we need a bell to ring. Ding, 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 ding. And it's like the movie from the Game of Thrones series. Shame. Shame. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we have to, first and foremost, we have to really start with the intent to respect ourselves and the person that we're going to be with. Yes. If you start with good, clear conversation, 
and an openness, you're going to learn a lot. And you're going to minimize some of those challenges that you can have in your relationship because you didn't let structures get in the way of you communicating what you needed to communicate. Yeah. So you could in turn find out what you needed to know. Yeah. Um, we need more honesty, right? So there are certain things that we call problems in our society, in our couplehood, but it's not outside sources. It's the lack of honesty with the individuals. First, internally, who are you? What do you need? What do you want to experience? What am I willing to give to any partner that I'm with or my spouse? What am I going to offer a person? If I'm thinking with the brakes on already, well, I'm not this, I'm not willing to do. So then you've already started to look at how you're going to structure the relationship right. you're going to be in because you start with limited thinking, uh-huh. right? So you can't be surprised then when you get into a relationship and you start to experience what's been the dominant thought in your brain yes. the whole time, right? Um, so you got to be honest. And... And I want to say again, stay away from sources of information that are designed to, I think nowadays we call it clickbait, right? They want you to click on an article and they're talking to you about things that may not really relate to you. Yes, that's so important, Coach. It is. So it's like, you know, as a woman, you can say, this is who I am. This is the kind of woman I am. I want this kind of man. Mm -hmm. So guess what? You married that kind of man. Mm-hmm. And so you're happy. So what we're saying to the listeners is the same thing. No matter how your your relationships are structured mm-hmm. in this world we live in, the truth communicated clearly and with the intent to maintain harmony works no matter what kind of relationship you're in, Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So I wanted to say a couple things. I think what I'm going to do is actually divide this episode up, Coach, into two. Um, it worked perfect because I have a couple things. Okay. One of the things I was thinking of is, you know, if you're in a relationship that's struggled, but y'all are both willing to do what it takes, you know, to get it to where you want it to be, um, that's great because you, you can definitely have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not saying that... You know, if you're in a current relationship and, you know, maybe you do have a 3,500 watt and you're like a 25 or whatever, you know, that you cannot be together. It's just you're going to have to up your game for sure. And do you want to do that? So if you don't want to do that, then you're not going to do it and you're just not going to have that relationship. That's how it goes. Same thing with communication. You can learn how to communicate with each other, you know, like, um, um, Again, the communication style, recognizing yours, recognizing theirs, right? Can I jump in there real quick with this? So I had an instructor. At this point, she had to be in her 60s. Okay. Um, Sharp. Oh, my goodness. But she looked me in my eyes and it just blew me away. She might actually be older than that. I don't know. But she said, I left my husband. I divorced my husband because he wouldn't dance. Mm -hmm. Now, I just want to throw that in there real quick. So we're talking about dancing, 
but we're talking about everything emotionally that we share in a relationship. Yes. She defined for herself what was important. He was like, I think it's silly. Yep. And she says, okay, there you go. Yep. And now he's somewhere trying to figure out that was a great woman. Why am I not with her anymore? Because I refuse to change. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Like you can, because me and Mike, when we first got married, our first three years were like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like him. He didn't like me. Uh, we were definitely on the road to, uh, you know, divorce. Uh, and we decided we were both worth it. Mm-hmm. And so we just began to work with one another and figure things out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're bringing together two humans that you got all kinds of stuff in the history and all that, right? But if you're unwilling, I mean, something like dancing, now you're probably getting to that guy's ego where he dismisses being important. He doesn't want to learn to do it. He doesn't want to look like a fool, whatever it is. And he lost his wife over it. So we've got to listen to them. I've got another one where he just dismisses what she's saying she wants. And well, that's not who she is. She's telling you who she is. I mean, I'm just like, I'm, I, it's stunning. So listener, listen to the story. You dismiss your partner, man or woman. Right. Once you dismiss the person, what do you think is going to happen to your intimacy then? Right, right. So, and then the other thing I thought of when you were talking was, I will tell people, please don't read marriage books. No. Please don't. Now, if you're, you know, young or old or whatever, and you want to maybe up your game as far as sexual acts and, you know, things like that, fine, get an instruction manual. I don't care. But don't get into, because they're out there, coach, but don't get into this is what your marriage should look like. Because I have seen way too many, you know, like, and again, being in Christian circles, right? Seeing pastors and wives, and this is how you should be as a wife, and this is how you should be as a husband, all that stuff. And it doesn't work. Yeah, you don't want me to talk about that one, do you? (laughs) It does not work. The only thing that works, dear listener is your truth Mm -hmm. because sexuality just like love is about speaking one's truth right because whenever we open our mouth to speak it should be for harmony right Mm -hmm. otherwise we're hurting one another Mm -hmm. so if we're going to speak to one another in love then we should be thinking about one another in love and when you say we're not talking about being selfish it's like look You don't just have a partner in your life. You have somebody that has agreed to walk a journey with you, but they also come with a set of circumstances, conditions, needs, and things that they have. And if you're going to form that partnership and really make it work, then you have to be willing to meet that person where they're at, right? Because sort of like a basket woven together, right? Mm -hmm. Both people can't be... um, very talkative at the same time. One of them is probably going to be the one that doesn't really say as much. But it doesn't mean that they don't have the same energy. One of them is talking, the other one is listening, right? Or you see what I'm saying? There's just just different things that you can do and it's unique. But you must have your truth. Yes. What do I need? What am I willing to do? Okay, final question, Coach. Because we were talking. All right. So you were saying, you know, like have clarity of mind, you know, Mm -hmm. like uh, ask questions, Mm -hmm. have clear communication. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dr. Helen Fisher. Um, She's like a 
basically an expert on the subject, but she's also an anthropologist and she studies how the brain works and hormones mm-hmm. and all that. Okay. And she does a lot of couples therapy. She's, and I really like her. She's like, your brain is literally different, you know, mm-hmm. the way you think. And so it's important to understand that. Well, anyway, I read in one of her articles that, you know, when you like fall in love, which by the way, guys, that's like, it's scientific. You can literally fall in love with someone within minutes by like looking them in the eye and sharing deep conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you have to be smart about that. Right. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, she said like when you fall in love, which I don't think that's any such thing, but 1400 chemicals coach flood your, like your love sick, your love mm-hmm. drunk. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Coach, how are you supposed to have serious conversation and, and clear, Values when you're like love drunk. You know how drunks are? They like drive all over the road, stumble all over the place, laugh, think it's funny, looking like an idiot. And they wake up with all these scratches and bruises and a headache. And they're, you know, what on earth happens? Sometimes that's how it happens. Like they're so, you know, like, oh, I, you know, I got to have this person. I just, I just love them. I've just fallen in love. What happens, coach? How can you have clear conversation when you're drunk? <laughs> because your mind is an amazing thing. Okay. Because it can say, oh my goodness, I just love that person right there. Then that other part of your brain says, yeah, but. Okay. So That's- does that happen? Because some people, it's like they just dive all in and they're married and they're like oblivious to warning or anything like that. Well, when that happens, then they, they end up finding out that um, that emotion is not sustainable, mm-hmm. right? Because you find out it's like, you look good, you smell good, but after we talk for 20 minutes, it's like, wow. Or they become a, a topic on my true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> you know what it, I mean? Exactly. So, But do you have any tips for that? Because I think there is a giddiness. There is that initial high, that there, that initial you know bonding that's going on. What What's a tip you can give? So I'm, the first thing I'm going to say is, you know, acknowledge it, accept it, and go with it. Because I don't think that that feeling that you get from somebody that feels good, especially if it's shared, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but that doesn't preclude you from being thoughtful about what you need going forward. Okay. What you just found out was you just met someone and you're talking to them and so far everything feels really, really good. That. It's like, oh my gosh, I really see this person. Uh, I can't wait to see him again. And that's what the next conversation is for, right? Okay. Because you can feel all that emotion, but it doesn't mean we go to the bed right then, right? Because mm-hmm. we might be in the bank talking to each other, right? It's like... Well, not only that, but... I mean, again, it's like I've seen person after person that they will dismiss the gut checks they're getting. They'll dismiss, you know, some of the things they see because it, it's almost like they don't want to lose an ideal. You know what I mean? Okay, so, but now we're talking about something different. Okay. Right. Okay. So now something else is in front of the person's thinking, not just the fact that you have this emotion that you experience when they're, they are around you, mm-hmm. but now you are projecting something okay. onto the person, which is going to stop you from being able to think accurately, mm-hmm. right? And so this is, especially in younger people, mm-hmm. you we deal with a lot of projection. And yes. then after that limerence phase, 
goes in the relationship yep. and now you see what the person looks like without the makeup and the guy takes off that wrap around his <laughs> his midsection and he actually does have a gut you're like oh i didn't know you were built like that <laughs> <laughs> is you that know? a thing do people really do that oh my goodness are yes. you serious yes oh my gosh yes yes we do they have a lemon law yeah well this is what happens. It's called divorce. <laughs> I want to okay. take that back. So basically don't drive and drink. So if you're in that stage, don't make major decisions. You 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 can't make a major decision in something like that because you know it's not true. But it doesn't mean that what you feel for the from the person is not real because that's a part of what brings you together. Right. That's the that's the the it's sort of like the binding or bonding agent. The communication, though, determines whether or not what kind of fit you have. Okay. Because we've heard the expression, opposites attract. And they can and powerfully, and right? And then they also... Exactly. Because yeah. what ends up happening is it's like there are many things that you bring together that is intense and it is working. Mm -hmm. But the part that's not working mm -hmm. is a catastrophe. Mm -hmm. So it's like see it all the time. Uh, yep. Boy, I just nope, that's not the one for me. I see it all the time, coach. I yep. see a D personality married to an S personality and man, it is a disaster. Or you see a C married to an I personality. And it's not that it can't happen, but coach, that is like ninety percent or more of my work. Mm -hmm. And if if both of them are willing, it's fine. It'll work out. But if they're not, you know, there's nothing that you can really do if one person's just immovable, regardless of whether you're more compatible or not. But I am very thankful that me and Mike share a central personality because, you know, like me being a DC, he's a C S, so we both have low empathy. <laughs> We're both task focused. <laughs> it works out perfect, you know. And but if he was an I, he would drive me insane. <laughs> there is no way I can be married to an I. So anyway, I appreciate them. I just do not want to be with them the rest of my life. So that is important. It's important things because you know if you feel that you're overwhelmed by their power and their intensity. That's a good time to pause and stop for a second because you're marrying dynamite, you know? Yeah. So I'll say this. The best sex we're going to experience is not going to happen on the first night. Mm -hmm. It's going to be once you really learn something about that person and now you start to develop a comfort and a rhythm for that person, both in and out of that bedroom. But I'm yes. going to say outside of your bedroom first, right? Yeah. It's like, wow, there's something. So if I'm just going to talk about like a heterosexual couple, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So she says, there's something about him that I really like. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what it is. Mm -hmm. But when I'm talking to him and I look in his eyes, there's something that tells me that he can hear what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Well, guess what? How that translates into her body. She is going to feel much more relaxed around him and she's going to be much more receptive. Now, and then the opposite is true. He's like, yes. you know what? Um, she's got something. Mm -hmm. And man, I dig her the most. And typically when I meet someone like this, I'm like, let me hit you with a few lines, take you out and then wham. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm slow rolling with her yeah. because there's something I want here and I'm not really sure what it is. I might be a little bit scared because I think 
I'm, I'm feeling it so strongly. So what does he do? He puts on the brakes, right? Because he wants to make sure that what he's really feeling is true. And then once he does, guess what? She is not going to have to ask him for a ring, right? He's going to race her down to the store someplace because yes. men do that. Once we find out, it's like, is that it? Let's go. <laughs> well, that's interesting that you say that because a lot of women could be like, what? I thought we have something here and he's putting on the brakes, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, what's going on? That can be a scary thing when you find that one. Yes, yes. And and I, that does kind of surprise women sometimes that guys will be like, uh, mm-hmm. nope. She's like, I thought, mm-hmm. am I okay? No, it's like, you're fine, love. He's just giving you the benefit of the doubt, right? Because he's trying to be a different man than he was before. Because yes. if he comes at you just straight on like that, then his brain might not click over. And then you could be just like everybody else that he dated. Coach, it's so hard to land this plane. But what you just said is so good. And I think, um, oh, I had a thought when you were talking. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it back out before we have to end. But, um, okay, so the final thing is there's one thing uh, that you would like to say or end with um, on this topic. So, one that you can have exactly what you want in your sexual experiences, know what that is. Mm-hmm. And then when you think you find someone who um, lines up with you, mm-hmm. then make sure that your communication is always clear um, and that you take ownership for what your needs are. So you allow whoever that partner is to express, express themselves similarly. So you're always on the same page um, in terms of, what you're asking from each other in your relationship. And I, I remember what I was going to say, and I think third is you want to make sure that each other, you're making each other a better person. Absolutely. You're not trying to change them. No. But you're making each other a better person. Mm-hmm. All right. Have we landed? We're landed. Skirt. <laughs> Please depart from the airline. <laughs> there you go.